Thanks for listening to this archived episode of Policy and Poundcake. Be sure to visit policyandpoundcake.com to get the latest merch. And also remember to like, share, and follow. We are common sense conservatives who believe in attacking policy and not people. On this episode of Policy and Poundcake, we talk capitalism, President Garfield, and what it means to own the product of your labor. We want to introduce to you um, the words of James Garfield, who's become one of, he's a president that nobody really talks about that much, but he's becoming one of our favorites, um, especially after reading The Destiny of the Republic by Candace Millard. Um, I think he's he's definitely one of my favorite commanders in chiefs. What about you, Dana? Absolutely. Great book. So on December 2nd, 1859, he wrote these words in his journal. A dark day for our country, John Brown is to be hung at Charleston, Virginia. I have no language to express the conflict of emotion in my heart. I do not justify his acts by no means, but I do accord to him and I think every man must honesty of purpose and sincerity of heart. President Garfield closed that journal entry with these words saying, brave man, old hero, farewell. Your death shall be dawn of a better day. And he wrote this in Latin, I'm not going to completely mess it up, but basically he said, slavery be damned. Wow. Right, exactly. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Right. I know. Okay, so let's not even talk about the revisionist history that has been painted of John Brown. Um, what did you say? He said he called him um, brave man, mm-hmm. old hero, brave man, old hero. Um, yep. So th- we'll have a, another policy and pound cake about revisionist history, you know, of John Brown. But um, to have the words of a future president so passionately writing, I think like in 1859, this was written, um, mm-hmm. slavery be damned. I love it. Uh, and I know <laughs> we know you're thinking now. What does any of this have to do with capitalism? Uh, bear with us a bit longer, and I promise it will make sense. So Dee Dee read from Garfield's journal, and I want to read a passage from one of Gar- from not one of his only inaugural speech, because he was assassinated before he could make another, but um, John Garf- Garfield's inaugural address in 1881. Um, if you don't happen to have the book of inaugural speeches, you can... Google it. Um, let me find it here. You don't uh, have your copy. I got my copy. <laughs> TD, of course, has the book of inaugural speeches, but but they are all now. Fortunately, we can get them on Google. And in this passage, again, he is talking specifically about ending slavery. Um, this speech was written in 18, was delivered in 1881, like I said, 16 years after the Civil War. So here we go. So he's talking about ending slavery. It ending slavery has added immensely to the moral and industrial forces of our people. It has liberated the master as well as the slave from a relation which wronged and enfeebled both. It has surrendered to their own guardianship the manhood of more than five million people and has opened to each one of them a career of freedom and usefulness. It has given new inspiration to the power of self-help in both races by making labor more honorable to one and more necessary to the other. The influence of this force will grow greater and bear richer fruit with the coming years. So 
why you asked, do we reference these words of President Garfield? Didi, tell them why. <laughs> well, like really, can you imagine how much further we would actually be if President Garfield had not been assassinated and had Reconstruction actually had a real chance with no compromises? Absolutely. Like wow. none. So we point out, um, we point to Garfield's um, words on slavery to point out that under capitalism, each person owns the fruits of their labor. In capitalism alone, only in capitalism do we have the ability to level the playing field. Mm -hmm. And if I, so if I create a product, bake a cake, write a song, no, I'm not baking a cake unless it's from a box. <laughs> I'm not writing a song. Um, or if I build a, a widget, I will reap the benefits of my labor. Mm -hmm. And I can choose to invest in my company or build more widgets, or I can go buy a new pair of shoes, or I can just put it in a garden. Bury it. You mean like you can do whatever you want to with it? Whatever I want to, because it's mine. Spot on. Absolutely. Capitalism equals freedom. Right. Capitalism is freedom. When the product of your labor is owned by a slave master or the state, you are enslaved, period. Yes. So as they would say, with state the or whether it's a slave master, if they own the product, you know, the fruits of your labor, you are not free. And that is not capitalism in our view. Right. So America could never, ever reach its full potential if we had stayed um, in a system that continued to enslave people. We were moving towards a more perfect union and moving towards that more perfect union means that people own the fruits of their labor. Exactly. And so today the you know gentleman from Vermont, Senator Bernie Sanders and others want to promote the myth that US capitalism is built on the, on the foundation of slavery. He is, he is wrong. Um, now, we agree with him 100% when he says that America was built on the backs of Black people who were enslaved, but our argument first, of, you know, is that slavery is anti-capitalism, right. because people do not own the fruits of their labor in slavery. And we also argue that slavery held America back both morally and economically. Without a doubt, because check this out, during the American slave trade, it is believed that cotton was kink and the world could not live without cotton being produced by slaves. Hello, wrong, 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 wrong song, King Kong, as you used to me with kids. <laughs> but I'm sorry, did you just say wrong song, King Kong? I did, I did. Because that was wrong, because freeing the Freeing the slaves proved that the world could survive, would survive without holding people in bondage and stealing the fruits of their labor. Amen. And it turns out that when people actually owned the products of their labor, the economy grew, mm -hmm. completely grew. It, I mean, it just flourished. You know what I mean? Yep. So I'm, a, I'm gonna read this from um, Ryan McMacken. I think that's how you pronounce his name um, and what he says about um, about slavery and its role in, in capitalism. So he says, it turned out that the world could survive without Southern cotton and more importantly, the world 
did not need cotton produced specifically by slaves, nor was it true that the world needed the cheap labor of slavery to produce goods and services economically. Northern immigrants disproved this even before the war. Okay. So just let me say that real quickly. Basically what he's saying is that, and, and we agree that, uh -huh. that we did not need to enslave people we did not need the cheap labor, nope. the cheap labor, because northern immigrants disproved this even before the war. So as you know, Irish immigrants came to the to the um, northern part of the U.S. or all other Italian, all these immigrants came to the northern part of the U.S. They proved that uh, economies could flourish mm -hmm. without enslaving people. Right. Right. So rather than believing um, the, the long narrative that slavery ignited uh, the American economy, is it possible, just possible, that slavery actually held the, the U.S. economy back? Like, well, I mean, this, is, this kind of sounds like something, people really don't want to think of it this way, but I actually think that, that um, we, well, we know that slavery not giving people the right to own the products of their labor held America back morally and ethically. So I believe right. that it also held us back economically. Right. You know, we, we've been we, we've been trained to believe that that America flourished because they put people in they they had free labor and they put pe they enslaved people. But I think that we would have gone further faster if if we had allowed people to own the fruits of their labor. Exactly. So yes. Abigail Adams, wife of President John Adams, she often wrote about um, the sin of slavery and believed that God was punishing America with disease and war because of the moral sin of slavery. Economist Carl Smith actually gives a great example of how the South actually did not thrive compared to the North, even though it had enslaved labor. So just before independence, the per capita gross domestic product in the South. Now these numbers are adjusted for inflation. Um, so the per capita gross domestic product in the South was a little over $3,000 per year compared with just $1,800 in New England. Now over the next 60 years, Smith writes that the GDP in the South actually declined to about $2,500 per year. Now, because of British demand for cotton, it gave the Southern economy a boost. So the GDP moved to about $4,000 per year around 1860. But guess what? In New England, it was $5,300 per year. So the GDP in the South, even though they had free labor, was less than the GDP in the North where people owned the fruits of their labor. So we argue that slavery actually prohibited, stifled, and hampered the growth in the South. It stunted the growth of capitalism. So just as President Garfield predicted, when people have power to own the fruits of their labor, the influence of, the, of this force will grow greater and bear much richer fruit. And I know that's a whole lot to, to sink in while you're quarantined and you have no place <laughs> to go. You're probably like, woo. 
But that is good stuff. We're going to go, we're going to leave you with that and, and hope you'll come back with us next week where we can finally just begin to bring socialism into, into this discussion. So yeah, absolutely good stuff. I love it. And yes, it's a lot to chew on, but the big messaging takeaway, and of course, policy and pound cake is really about messaging um, conservative principles and the big messaging um, point for this session again is fairness. As we okay. talked about last week, it's only fair that people control that people own the fruits of their labor period 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 as they would say so if you want the messaging marks um on capitalism visit our website fastpublicaffairs.com and we will see you next week stay safe everyone <laughs>